Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? Now, this episode is the somewhat long overdue spirit story special that I was really excited about. And I'm going to be honest with you guys and say has not panned out the way that I expected it to at all. Now, isn't it interesting how some things just just don't align for you. So um, I had quite a few people contact me and want to be involved in this podcast with some really incredible stories. And then most of them just fell away. And it's, I think there's still a lot of resistance for people in coming out of the spiritual closet and letting people know their truth. I think there are more believers than there have ever been, but they're still feeling that shame and slight embarrassment of being judged. And as you will know, I was talking uh, last week about when I went to Glastonbury and it's so funny, isn't it? Because I'm spiritual. I know I'm spiritual. Of course I'm spiritual. But then I also find some people wear their spirituality like a facade. And I think I mentioned some people doing some incredibly odd things. But 
One of the oddest moments in the whole of Glastonbury was at Chalice Well, which I've always wanted to go to, couldn't wait to go. And as we walked up, it's on a slope Chalice Well, as we walked up to the top um, at the fountain where you can fill up your water bottles and take some of the water of Chalice Well home, there was a couple sat by the fountain and and we saw it and um, the spout, I don't know what you'd call it, it's not really a fountain, the water comes out of the lion's mouth, that kind of thing. And they had brought loads of um, crystals and put them all in the, the fountain. And we went, okay, they're doing something with it. We'll go up to the top, mooch around and then come back. So we went up to the top and we looked in the well opening and we waited our turn because we're good British people. And that's what British people do. We queue and we wait somewhat impatiently, but we wait. And we waited for the um, priestesses who were doing their different things. And we let them all do that. And we waited and we waited. And then we went back down and that couple was still at the lion's mouth and they were just completely hogging it and they were still there and people were waiting and queuing up and then this guy came along and he had a feather with him and he started standing on one leg and waving that feather around in a really ornate fashion and very show-offy and I just thought this is what people expect when they think of spiritual They think of people hogging hogging a uh, space that's meant for everybody um, because they decided that their need is more spiritual and greater than everybody else's whilst taking something that is very beautiful and then putting their stuff in it even though it's a thing that's meant for everybody. We couldn't take photos of it because they had filled it with their stuff. And then we've also got this guy doing his thing and I just thought this is this is what other people think of when I tell them what I do for a living and it was quite eye-opening because I'm all about ceremony and being with spirit and finding your own way of honoring your spirit and communicating with the spirit world in whatever way works for you What I'm not about is doing it as a piece of performance art for every person to see because you want to show off how spiritual you are by waving around a feather and standing on one leg or by jamming all your crystals into a shared space and hogging it for 15 minutes with your eyes shut chanting. And uh, the reason why I say this is because I think we still, as a spiritual community, have a long way to go. Now, if you want to sit in the energy of Chalice Well, then do that. But there's plenty of quiet little spaces that you can go to where you can absorb the energy and sit out of the way. You do not need to be rocking and chanting in the centre of the space as a so that everybody can see you that's not really communing with spirit that's showing off and that's coming from somebody that likes to be on the stage uh so yeah just a really fascinating thing and so the reason why I've gone off on this tangent and kind of makes sense to me but probably doesn't to you dear listener but you're always on this roller coaster with me aren't you is that I think for a lot of people we resist others tarring us with that brush um And 
that's that can cause problems and part of our work i do think as modern mediums and modern light workers is to keep the woo in woo woo but not make it so woo woo that people don't want to be a part of it we have to make it accessible we have to show that you can commune with spirit and be normal and stripping off naked in a public place and bending over the sights i saw in glastonbury people <laughs> and jumping into uh, a uh, water source and whooping I mean it's fun and if that's what you want to do do it but don't tell yourself it's a spiritual pilgrimage I don't know maybe I'm a prude (laughs) but you know some sights you can never unsee once you've seen them and that gentleman bending over and making a loud noise as he did, so everybody did look at his butthole and ballsack. Um, I don't feel was necessary. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. Anyway, I digress. So that's why I think we've had some trouble with spirit stories because I had over 15 people that wanted to share their stories, and all I can share with you today are two. I'm kid you not. Um, so if you have got a story or an experience that you would like to share you can send it on whatsapp uh, to the whatsapp in the show notes or you can send it by email and we'll pop it out there you don't have to be interviewed by me Um, just tell us your story because I think that's that's such a gift in sharing your experience you can help other people that have had the same experience and we can all learn all the different ways that everybody experiences spirit together rather than this kind of isolated solo adventures so please please do consider sending your messages in so laura's been in contact and she wrote me an email so i'm going to read it to you I don't feel confident to come on a podcast however others may find my experience interesting and I'm happy for you to tell it if you would like to. I used to work as a care assistant on a night shift and at the time wasn't too interested in spirituality and I believe this experience is what started me on my journey of questioning life and death. We had recently had a resident pass away and builders during the day were working in this particular room to redecorate it and get it ready for a new resident to move in. I had come on for my night shift and when it got to 3am, myself and another care assistant would do checks where we would go into every occupied room to check the resident was settled and safely in bed. We were halfway round when we heard this really loud music being played on vinyl. It started off scratchy like when vinyl starts to play until this slow dance song started to play so clearly It was so loud we could hear it in the corridor and I started to do a little slow dance as it was truly a beautiful old song. My colleague burst my little bubble by saying, Laura, it's 3am, this should not be happening and who is playing it? I then came to my senses and back to the present moment of of my colleague is right, it's 3am and this will wake our other residents. So we rushed to the room where it is coming from the room the builders are working in. We both said, how is this possible? Nobody's occupying this room. We try to open the door and it's locked. So we find the nurse on shift who has the master key. Three of us standing at the door, looking at each other. The nurse unlocks the door and as we push it open, the music dies down and it's as if nothing has happened. 
The window was open a tiny bit and there was a radio on the shelf playing, but very, very low volume. You couldn't hear it with the door shut and it was just on KISS FM, a modern station. We all just stood in the middle of the room looking at each other in shock and the nurse said to us two care assistants not to mention this to anybody as we will seem to be crazy and nobody would believe us, so it's best to keep it to ourselves. Still to this day, I cannot explain this experience and I will never forget how that lovely song played out. Whilst working there, I did have further experiences, but nothing quite like that night. I am so glad that you were brave enough to share that story with us all, Laura, because that is magnificent. What a tale. What an experience. And in my take, it is that lovely person that has moved into spirit just letting you know that they're okay. And what a wonderful way to do it. Magic. I love it. So thank you for sharing. Next up, I've got a chat that I recorded with Brooke. Now, poor Brooke recorded this with me eons ago. And because I was waiting for other people to book their appointments and tell their stories and get back to me, um, I haven't shared it yet, but I've finally just drawn a line in the sand. So here is Brooke's story. Hi, Brooke. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast to share your spirit story. So where would you like to begin with it? Um, Yeah, I guess I can begin by saying um, where my spiritual awakening started, which was quite a bit before my kind of big story, um, Mm -hmm. just as a bit of a, yeah, (laughs) prelude to it. Excellent. Good. Um, Yeah. So I, around 2010 so I was I was um 18 19 around that time mm-hmm. I um I guess side note I, I grew up quite religious so I um had no interest or knowledge about spiritual stuff um and a family friend sort of got into psychic and and medium uh readings and she was quite good so at one point we went to her my mom and I and had a reading and it blew my mind it blew my mom's mind but we still were pretty like nervous of it we were like okay this either is fake or it's evil just based we weren't even religious anymore but that's just kind of the background we had okay yeah get that (laughs) (laughs) um and she and she said to me um you know you're gonna have this really big in your life later like you can see spirits right and I was like I absolutely cannot I've never seen anything I have no idea what you're talking about and she was like yeah you will though and she was very sure about it and I was like that was weird and then kind of in the next year after that I just had a you know things here and there which was um I went into a crystal shop and I I almost fainted like the I just really reacted to the energies of them and I was like well that was weird I didn't know that was a real thing um and so I started meditating at that point and it ended up progressing. Like I was quite good at moving energy um, once I discovered my sensitivity to it. And I ended up having like out of body experiences and sort of big experiences like that. So I was quite into it. This all happened quite quickly. Um, and then I met my husband, we started dating. Mm-hmm. 
And um, he was like a very dominant personality, not in a bad way. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but he was just like, he's very, he'll convince you of anything kind of personality. Mm -hmm. And he was very, very opinionated in science. So when I told him kind of a little bit about what I was experiencing or aware of, he was, he shut it down pretty strongly and was like, come on, like, you know how strong our brains are. You're just imagining that. Like, of course you can imagine it. Our brains are amazing. And um, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. You're right. So I completely didn't believe in it and shut it down for the 11 years we were together. Um, so yeah, for about a decade, I was just completely unaware of that whole side of the world and um, not experiencing anything either. Um, yeah, so when we were together about like 10 and a half years, he got quite sick. And that was not on my radar, although it should have been. Um, he had cancer as a child um, and the chemo ruined his heart. So he had a heart transplant um, before I met him. So by this point, his heart was 17 years old mm -hmm. and it started rejecting out of nowhere, which is common, but I didn't realize it at the time. And um, yeah, so that kind of hit out of nowhere. Like yeah. one day he was shoveling our driveway and the next minute he's in the hospital for six weeks. So it was very like out of nowhere. And um, I was a full full-time working parent and he was a stay-at-home parent. So I was very, very focused on my career. And, you know, he handled our three-year-old and the house while I was doing that. Yeah. So once he got sick, I was now worried about him, obviously, but also having to take on his responsibilities and mine. So I was getting quite stressed, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, exhausted. Um, and then one night, and again, I, he's sick, but I didn't think it was a concern. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, he'll just, we'll just go figure it out. I, yeah. I didn't have on my radar that it was a big deal because I was in denial, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so one night, it was more like in the morning, like early morning, 5 a.m. type thing. I was in a very highly stressed, exhausted mental state. And I opened my eyes and there was a apparition standing in my room and it jolted me awake I was like okay I'm seeing this that is a full-blown person standing in my like across the room from me and I just stared at it until it and it was funny because I had never seen that before yeah um and it was like I felt her energy but she didn't move and it, it was interesting because it was like an image that was three, like, you could see it wasn't just a photo, but at the same time, it didn't move. Like, its face was a projection and it didn't move. But I, anyways, I know you know what I mean. But to me, yeah. I, was, I was like, this is something I've never seen before. It's not a dream. Um, and I'm awake. Um, and she was an old woman hooked up to a hospital bed with IVs and stuff. But she was smiling at me and giving me this really strong sense of peace, which was nice because she didn't freak me out <laughs> yeah for sure um and uh I was like okay that just happened and then she disappeared I told Jamie about it and that's my husband sorry and um and he was just like okay you're stressed how about I set you up with my psychologist 
<laughs> which isn't a bad thing but it's also like no there's also something else happening here mm-hmm. um about a week later i saw another apparition same thing when i'm just sort of early in the morning and this one scared me it was i woke up and um i have like an open closet in my uh room so it's like a dark you know dark closet look yeah and i saw something stirring so i sat up and focused on it and from this like black shadow on the floor this man crawled out made eye contact with me and crawled at me oh my <laughs> and goodness i yelled up and i was like what the fuck and yeah. started screaming and i woke jamie up and he was like oh my god like you're having nightmares like are you okay um and that one made me so frightened because i was like okay i'm really seeing spirits yeah and that one i don't know what that was about like i don't know if he was negative or if it was i i just didn't understand it but it freaked me out so severely that i wasn't sleeping now i was too scared to go to sleep i thought i was gonna see things and i did i I saw a third one and and uh, the funny thing is this one wasn't human it was hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com it looked like a statue that was alive a golden face and it didn't make me feel negative, but I was like, okay, that one's different than the other ones. Um, yeah, so after yes. seeing those three. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, I got, I, you know, that only heightened my stress. So I was quite overwhelmed. But I started looking for information and, you know, Googling all these different things. I ended up finding your podcast. And like pretty quickly, I just put in Medium. And it was the first one that popped up. So I listened to it and listened to the whole thing. That was, this is about 2021. So I think there was a whole season in there. Yeah. And um, yeah, I listened to it all immediately. Like I just needed to absorb the information, but it really, really helped because you had some episodes about fear and how like we generated ourselves and how it basically creates what we're seeing. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that helped me so much. Like I needed that episode. Oh, <laughs> um, and then because I was so overwhelmed, I, I just felt like I need to start meditating again. I haven't meditated in a very, like many, many years. Uh-huh. So I started meditating every night and there was one meditation where I really melted. I really, like it was really working. And I opened my eyes at the end of it and the clouds were shaped. One of, there was one cloud shaped perfectly like a pendulum or a specific pendulum that I own. So I recognized it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, that looks exactly like a pendulum, weird. And then I looked to one side of it and there's a cloud perfectly shaped like a bird of prey. And I was like, oh, is that a hawk? And then my eyes darted kind of involuntarily to the other side of the sky. And there was a cloud perfectly shaped like an owl like the, its face so you know it's an owl oh yeah and I was like 
that's funny. It's like they just answered me that no, it's not a hawk, it's an owl. Like amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So then, you know, I Googled what's the symbolism of an owl and it said, you know, either wisdom, but the main one that pointed out to me was death. And I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Mm. Like, I don't like, you know, is that just the end of a cycle or is that literal? I don't know. Um, the next morning, because I had started following you, yeah, I saw your um, advertisement for your pendulum course. And I was like, that's so funny. Like, they obviously want me to take it. <laughs> and and I did. And um, and it was really helpful because one of the things, and I still struggle with this, but I'm getting better with it, is I receive messages and I can see spirits with me and trying to talk to me, but I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I have a hard time interpreting the message. So I feel like that's why they sent me to your pendulum course. So at least help a yes bit. Yes or no. Or, yeah, some specifics in there. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then there was a funny thing. There's a couple instances where spirit came physically, um, not just energetically. I think the clouds are sort of physical too, but mm-hmm. um, there's one day where I had let my little dog out to go to the washroom outside and she is small. She's a Chihuahua pug Frenchie. So she's like this miniature little Frenchie lovely (laughs) and she she's always chased birds but she's never caught one she's never done anything violent she's like a little cuddle bug and she never came in as quickly so I went outside to check on her and she was on my deck with a bird and it was a little golden finch a beautiful little bird and she killed it and she was acting totally feral like I've never seen her act like that and I was like what oh my gosh like I can't believe you did this I put her inside and this bird that she had killed was there's no blood around like i i'm sure she licked it up but there was no carnage there was just this bird lying there and it had a perfect little incision on its chest and its heart had been pulled out and put beside it so i was like okay my dog is psycho that's Mm -hmm. terrifying that she just like went in and gently removed its heart um i'm sure she thought it was the squeaker right but yeah for sure um kind of Later, I realized, I think that was a symbol from spirit showing that, you know, my husband was about to have a heart surgery and I didn't know that at the time. I realized this about six months after the fact. Ah. Um, It just kind of clicked six months later. I was like, whoa, like they showed me that physically. So that was another kind of big jolt. Um, And then kind of the last thing before his surgery that they did for me was um, I was quite overwhelmed trying to hold everything together with how busy I was. And I found myself impatient with him. Like he would, you know, at the end of the day, he'd be like, Oh, do you want to watch a movie? And I'd be like, I am exhausted. I literally can't hang out with you. Sorry. Or, you know, I need you to watch our son while I have a meeting and get frustrated that he was still sleeping. He was sleeping because he was in heart failure. But um, so I woke up while well, I was half asleep and I had this booming voice, which I'd never had an audible experience with them before um, come to me. And they said, you have four weeks left with Jamie. And I was like, completely. Well, it certainly shocked me, but I also was like, that wasn't real. That was a dream. 
And he ended up getting a phone call for a new heart exactly four weeks to the day from that moment. Um, so wow. now I know that was obviously my guides warning me, like, be more patient. Like, you're going to regret it if you don't slow down in these next four weeks. Luckily, I did listen to them, mm-hmm. despite me not really believing what was Funny happening. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then we we rushed to the bigger city that's nearby, about a four-hour drive for his heart uh, transplant. And as I was checking him into the hospital, it's a downtown hospital the night before. Again, totally thinking this is going to be fine because it was the first time for him. Mm-hmm. I look outside the window and there's an old high-rise across from the window and... I was like, oh, look, Jamie, it, it had a, a fire. But it was like, a, I don't know, it was just a really decrepit looking building. And the f- top like four or five floors were burned out, like a just charred. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was interesting at the time. But again, in hindsight, I feel like spirit was physically showing me the tower, the night of the tower for me, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Yeah. Um, to have that physical yeah for thing. sure um yeah and then that night um I just had extremely when he was in surgery because the surgery went from 5 p.m to like 4 a.m because mm-hmm. they're having trouble um I was just having loud voices and knowings like I um I knew it was them talking to me and they're saying this is happening like this is right you don't have a choice this is all you're Anyway, um, yeah, just telling me what was happening, and and I believed them, and I felt reassured by them, even though I was in a very difficult emotional state. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up visiting me. I was half asleep, half awake because I was waiting for a phone call from the doctor. And all of a sudden, I just felt a presence in the room, and I felt someone grab my hand. I didn't open my eyes, and I just said it with my mind. Jamie, if that's you, I need you to hold on. And I found out the next morning that he had, in fact, died at that moment. But they put him on life support right after. Wow. And um, so he ended up, you know, being on life support for about a week further than that. Um, and the night before he he permanently died, um, he came to me in a vision um, so I was sleeping for this one, but I, it was different. It was definitely a vision. Yeah. Um, and it was like I was in his body, and I saw what it was like to be attached to all these tubes. And and he was telling me, without words, but with a feeling that he wanted to go and that like to know that this was okay. And the next morning, they asked me if, if they could take him off life support. So it just felt like totally comfortable with saying yes because he had come to me and communicated and and um and yeah that made it a lot easier (laughs) yeah what I mean first of all Brooke just thank you for sharing this story because you have to be incredibly brave to share this story with everybody but it's such a powerful one and as soon as I heard your voice note I knew how important it would be for other people to hear it. So thank you for sharing that with everyone. Now, 
Of course, it's easy for me in a state of love and light and fairy lights and prettiness to to say, well, you know, spirit are visiting you. But what's your feelings about spirit now? What are your feelings about um, the apparition that you saw crawling? Have you had apparitions since? I have. I have had apparitions since, and they've actually always been Jamie um, since. And which has been nice because he's really shown me that it's all good and and he's totally fine. Good. Um, yeah. And he'll he'll send me the smell of toast as well because he was obsessed with making himself toast. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen any like stranger apparitions since. Um I talked to the one crawling out of the um <laughs> floor with mm-hmm. that family friend that um, is a medium and she said she thought that wasn't a spirit she thought that was a vision of change um coming and I was terrified to see it so yeah. that's her interpretation she gave me so that made me feel better but um honestly I'm in a good place with with, with my connection to spirit in the sense that I really have zero fear again large thanks to you and your podcast for that which oh, changed my experience with it all um but yeah also similar to you know a lot of the conversations you've been having this season about how it ebbs and flows um I struggled in the last couple years with why was it so loud and then nothing like Mm -hmm. how do I how do I control this um but I've yeah I've been practicing so now I I personally do not know how to talk to spirit um on demand but they do come in when they want to come in and give me a subtle message. And and what I've learned recently is to just accept it and just receive it. Because before I was like, what does this mean? And try to figure it out. And I'd be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'd always get the wrong interpretation. So now I'm just like, okay, received. And I'm not going to do anything about it unless I have to. I love it. I think even for me, as you've probably heard me say in the podcast this season, when when the two times that spirit have really made themselves known to me um, for other people, but also, you know, when I've had visitations from my loved ones, when I've not been seeking it, it's always felt much stronger than as soon as I try to do it for somebody else. It is like, boom, boom, is this thing on? Is there anything there? But it still is. And I know, Brooke, that because you've experienced it in such a strong way because of the need there there's no doubt in my mind spirit world pulled out all the stops because they needed you to know that it was going to be okay they needed you to know this was coming you know and maybe you didn't quite get it in the moment but it will have done something to your energy to prepare you they're very intelligent they know how it's going to work but also for you to be able to see jamie and know that he is still with you and okay is incredible when you go to do it for somebody else, it does feel much, much more subtle um, and almost like you could be making it up, almost like there's nothing there. So just feel into that because I know you have the ability because you've had it so strongly. So it's just that it probably doesn't feel as strong now. So you're doubting it, but it is absolutely there. Wow. Yeah, if I may too, the funny one was um, I'm currently trying to um saw my house oh yeah and last week um I had an offer I didn't love it but it was okay 
And Spirit came in with, I just knew it was them. It wasn't a doubt. And they came in and they, they said like, don't take that deal. And so I'm like feeling funny about it. And I listened to them and now I'm like, this, I look like a crazy person, like just listening to this voice in my head, not taking all this money because some random voice told me not to. So I hope it works out, but I am trying to just listen to them. I'm sure it will. And, uh, you know, the number of times that I have thought, my God, the men in white coats are just around the corner for me. But then when it all makes sense, when it all pans out, you look back and go, well, of course. So you have to allow yourself that absolutely freaky vulnerability to to be in that space. So because obviously you've lost at very young, you've lost your husband, um, your son, was it, has lost their dad and everything that you've been going through with that. What, what is your take on, you know, the spirit world, the journey, life? What's it all about? Yeah, I definitely um, view it differently now. I view it with more acceptance and peace. Um, it's funny too, to, to meet people um or people in my life you see them struggling with things that you know they're so stressed about I don't know someone was mean to them yeah so now I'm just like you know that was a lesson or you know that's not a that's not something you should dwell on but I'm trying I've also learned to stay in my own lane like we all have our own journeys and and so it's, it's made me approach life with a lot more acceptance but um it's also made me a lot less motivated because I used to be so career driven and now I'm just like you know there's more important things and (laughs) yeah there's Um, more to life than the grind and the hustle for sure for sure and what an amazing um, amazing thing for you just to know to know that he is with you and okay that is I'm so glad that he was able to show you I'm so glad that your gifts work in that way that you can have that irrefutable evidence of him being present with you is just amazing mm-hmm. yeah, thank you thank you for sharing your story it really is an incredible um heart-wrenching but beautiful story to hear and I'm very very grateful and I just I've got to touch quickly here on the spirit world using your your dog like a puppet <laughs> yeah. and you know we're going to get you the message but this is how we're going to do it. I mean, that's pretty full on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just I've actually, amazing. I've had her do one other thing as well. Um, I was talking to that that family friend mm-hmm. and she said, Jamie's been tapping on the pipes. Have you noticed? And I said, no. And then one night she kicked me really, she was sleeping in my bed and she kicked me really hard in the ribs. And I opened my eyes and I saw above her like a glowing blue paw print. It was almost like her spirit symbol. And I was like, that was weird. And then I heard tapping on the pipes and she wanted to wake me up to hear it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So. Oh, that is so cool. I love it. How absolutely incredible and how wonderful your gifts work. I wish mine worked like that. It's so fantastic. So thank you very much for sharing your story with us. I, I'm sure the other listeners are really grateful. Thanks for having me. Wow. What a story, eh? And so amazingly brave of Brooke to share it with us. Um, She's been through so much and it's wonderful that she's willing to help other people understand, learn and grow from her experiences. 
if you've had uh, an experience with spirit that you are now feeling people might like to hear you can as I said voice note it to the show by just clicking the whatsapp link in the show notes or you can email it over if you don't want your voice featured I would love to share some more of these but also have you got a take on Brooke or Laura's stories have you got a an idea about what it was a suggestion about why it worked out the way it did any thoughts anything I'd love your interpretations I'd love your ideas about it so if you've got anything to add you can submit that the same way whatsapp or emailing the podcast and thank you all for listening I will speak to you on Thursday when we've got more listener questions have a great day Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.